0: This is the Dennis Miller Option. Your source of opinions, stories, and laughs from comedian and inactivist Dennis Miller and his guy Friday, Christian Blatt. What's up, Hiroshi? Let's light this candle. Ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Miller.
1: Welcome to the Dennis Miller option. I'm Dennis Miller. I'm at Larry King's studio lot, and where are we at here? Is We're this in the Onion Field. Beautiful Isn't that that Joe Wamba thing. Beautiful Glendale, California. Yeah, we are out there, folks, and uh, I can tell you, Larry's saving on rent out here. <laughs> we wish Larry well. He's uh, off for I'm, I'm hosting his show for a little bit here, filling in. He's off uh, as he is celebrating his unexpected, I guess, in some circles, victory last night on Game of Thrones. I did not see that coming, that they brought Larry in at the end. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I had 10 large on and Anderson Cooper. I don't know why I thought he was just going to pull it out in the end. But I, was I, don't, I don't know anything about Game of Thrones, but everybody seems so pissed off yes. at it. What, Kevin, are you a fan?
0: I am a fan. I, I'm not pissed off. I enjoyed it. I, You know, I mean, with something that epic. I mean, how do you end it? you know I, and it's like the sopranos well. what are you gonna do
1: you gotta do something uh, i kind of like the sopranos ending where you yeah. don't know if he got killed or exactly. not i, I guess uh, uh, david chase slipped up in the interim and said he, he did get killed yeah and i i didn't like that answer i just wanted to never know like I, a painting. I was, you, yeah. you you
0: you it how yeah. you will but i think um i think um you know no matter how you end a show like game of thrones people are going to be mad because i think they're mad because the show's over basically you know and they're
1: God, you to gotta get a radio shows, Sammy. You've got a get laid voice, man. You're I'm very smooth <laughs> get over there. you here on uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the <laughs> dial and uh,
0: 76 degrees Celsius. It's,
1: that's ridiculous. But you know, if you want to syndicate, you're going to say it's 23 minutes after the hour. 23 Oh, You don't want to say what's time. Yeah, right yeah. There. That's yeah. why they say that. Do you know what I noticed <laughs> on the posters? That's <laughs> exciting. That's sexy to hear that inside glimpse of terrestrial <laughs> On the radio.
0: posters on theaters, you can look backstage. You see all the posters of people that. To perform there. Yeah. They have the date but never the year that they performed for some reason. Oh. Yeah. And we're back. If you just joined us? We're here with Dennis Miller. Well, I'll Christian. tell you the
1: first thing that you should know if you do a radio show, you should always introduce your guest. Of course, we're talking to comedian Kevin Nealon. Oh, Christ. Nice to meet you. Kevin will be performing, by the way. Let me hit the... uh to do business here. Coffee's for clothes. Only losers will get the knife set. <laughs> Kevin will be performing June 14th and 15th at the Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Texas. Folks, now, I'm telling you, how, uh, I'm always a ball buster on this show about people... I think greats thrown around too much. This one of the greatest stand-up comedians in my generation. He's an absolute killer. I think I followed every good comedian in this world. And <laughs> probably the hardest time I ever had was following Kevin at this winery a couple years ago. So you say that, but I don't uh, remember Kevin, that. I'm telling you, I can feel it out there. You know how you feel, and yeah. I just remember thinking right. uh, it was almost like I was processing it when I was out there. I was thinking I'm much more sardonic, a little pissy. <laughs> And Kevin's so amiable and just flat out funny where there's no, uh, you know, he was just absolutely killing it. And then I'm coming. I am Pelosi. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I thought, man, you've got to loosen your rhythms up here, baby. I'm more like Pelosi. hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't remember when we were doing SNL. semi. did you do we go up to catch a lot or did were we yeah, working catch. so hard that we didn't go? No, we went
0: to catch. We went. I mostly went to catch Rising Star.
1: Yeah, I dug that place. That's yeah. where I met my wife, as a matter of fact.
0: That's where I met a girl. Girlfriend. you did yeah yeah, yeah my wife was, was walking
1: out with another guy really and it turned out to be his friend but i thought she i remember talking to ronnie shakes you remember the yeah, guy, ronnie, ronnie shakes. shakes yeah he had the best road joke ever uh where what he said that? uh he the road, it's all the same. Uh, I had to do a gig. I would fly it early to St. Louis. I stayed overnight at the Hyatt out at Newark Airport. Or the, the Marriott at Newark Airport. I was clipping my toenails uh, sitting at the base of the bed. One of the toenails flew off into the shag carpet. I couldn't find it. I got on my flight. I flew to St. Louis. I checked into the Marriott St. Louis, sat at the edge of my bed, stepped on a toenail. I picked it up. It fit. <laughs> <laughs> it, fit. it fit. used to <laughs> just walk. You know, you get to that joke. Everybody sees it joke coming you think he better pay this in a cool novel way but when he said it fit but uh, I remember we would go up to catch and that's where I met my my lovely bride she was uh, walking out and I thought oh that's the most beautiful woman I ever saw I walked outside and I heard her and her friends say where should we go and I just said, I'll never see this woman again. I always thought of that guy in Citizen Kane who said, I saw a woman on a train 50 years ago, and I think of her every day. Oh, I thought, I'll wow. never see yeah. her again. Yeah. So I said, well, I think you two should come with me. I, I right away laid down two, because I thought it was her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they said, what? And I said, well, I hear your accents. You're obviously from England, and I, uh, I'll i take you out for a, a drink. And there's a good New Yorker. And that's how oh, I met her.
0: Wow, that's it. it huh? was. It wasn't her boyfriend. And she got you out of that... Sub-level, one-bedroom, hot plate, apartment.
1: Oh, you know who got me that?
0: Robin. Who got you the hot plate?
1: No, no. Robin (laughs) says to me, um, I've got a friend, Stanley, and he's going out to L.A. to do a TV show for a while, and he said, you want to sublet his apartment for six months? (laughs) I won't say his last name. I don't know if he wants to be included. Right. But... uh, I saw him on the Robin documentary, so he he stayed with friends with Robin his whole life. I said, "Yeah, I'll take it, Robin." I'm thinking it's Robin Williams. Where am I? I I showed up. I was in Lequillas's pant leg. It was like (laughs) it was was bleak. I had to get out of that, but it was so inexpensive, Sammy. I could imagine. I think it was in for 150. It was just a little cheaper than a cardboard box. Yeah, but then the. Probably the same, but I remember I had an apartment in 94th and 1st or something. And um, I came out into the hall and there were two uh, homeless people uh, fucking. Really? <laughs> right Good in looking? the hallway. Good looking? Huh? Sexy? Great look. <laughs> I mean, one looked like Tyrone Power, the other one was like a young Gene Tierney. I and st- I said, fuck away, hello.
0: <laughs> I stayed in an apartment once that was sublevel on the east side. Right next to the laundry room of this building and I was in the bed and two people got into an argument like at one in the morning and one guy threatened to shoot the other guy and he in pulled out a gun. Room. And wow. I rolled off the bed and between the bed and the wall and I laid there until it was quiet. <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> <It's> scary.
1: <laughs> you people thought we were making a lot of money. I not remember know. making that we much made money. Nothing. I have my contract. And apartments are crazy. I just found my contract from it? SNL. I think it's 4,000 something a week. Yeah. Well, listen, it it gets worse than that. I remember uh, I'm in my dressing room one night, and I hear a knock at the door, and uh, I open it up. This is when I'm first there. These are the mind-blowing things that happen yesterday. Now I open the door, it's Danny uh, Aykroyd. And uh, he says... Hello, Den- you know he's into that official yeah. thing. He goes, Don Croyd. He won't even say his name right. <laughs> I go, hi, He he's I just want to see my old dressing room and uh he comes in and he said, he was making six hundred and fifty bucks a week. My amazing. Can you man. imagine him in Belushi making six fifty a week under a favored nations thing when know. they started? I know. Um well, Kevin has moved on to much bigger, i no no better things, but it's certainly when you get into the uh, when you get into the world of network television, there are a lot of a lot of eyes on those things. Yeah. And I know this man with the plan just was picked up, Matt LeBlanc and Kevin and uh, a, a retinue of talented people over there. ABC I th- or CBS picks it up for its fourth season. Congrats, brother! That just happened, right?
0: Thank you. Yeah, it did. It did. We um, got picked up uh, for the fourth season, and I'm telling you, that came out of nowhere. It's funny how you yeah, get where these did, shows. How, how does it look? How? I got a call from my agent. They said, hey, you want to do a chemistry read with Matt LeBlanc for the show? Chemistry read? Yeah, they're reshoot, they did the pilot. They're reshooting the pilot or something, or they're adding another character. And I said, sure. And I remember I had a dentist appointment that morning, and I and I um, I couldn't... You know, I couldn't reschedule the dentist appointment because I had a tooth thing going on, and, and uh, they gave me more Novocaine than I thought they would. Right, and I had to go right you to the uh, groovy, chemistry reading. Yeah. I went in with a numb like side of my face, and I think Matt LeBlanc thought I had a stroke. Yeah. after the reading, you know, he's <laughs> timing is good, but I think he might have a stroke. You he know?
1: always works off temporomandibular joint syndrome like nobody else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, maybe Ray Ralston, my favorite Martian, <laughs> was <that good>. <laughs> 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 He knows. He seems like he knows that thing inside all those friends people must have come off there like with their Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand hours where they were just all super tight about sitcoms right oh man they know it inside out
0: they know exactly what what works and what doesn't work and how to uh, make it work I mean it's just astounding what what Matt LeBlanc knows I mean I just watch his wheel spinning and he can milk a joke for 15 minutes you know he could take one joke and milk it for forever yeah he could say no so many different ways right. no 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 <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> um listen as i'm not a you and i'm sure once the show gets picked up for four years that's like an eternity in present present day so i'm not trying to be catty i just don't watch a lot of sitcoms it's not my form what i am digging immensely though is the youtube show hiking with kevin now Thank that's you. that's my bailiwick, gotcha, bailiwick and i can think of nobody else to free form and free associate better than than you you've always had i always thought of you as jimmy stewart with an incredibly quirky <laughs> left-hand turn in your brain and i don't mean left in any sort of political spectrum it's like no. i'm just saying an odd thing that i didn't see coming and i'll go oh, sammy had a lilt and i call him sammy because a couple of sammies i think i've told that story on here That's before a, yeah always had a weird really quirky left and i think it's beautiful on hiking with kevin
0: thank you buddy i love doing that i love the hiking part i went out and got a drone I do drone shots Mm -hmm. now and I operate it with my left hand (laughs) with the controller behind myself so people can't see it. And as I'm doing my interview, and I'm holding the camera stick with the other, you know, the selfie stick, and <laughs> and, um, and then I, you know, I edit it at home. It's a full time job for me.
1: So, Sammy, I didn't know this part of it. I thought you had a, some mini team. It's no, just you it's up just and me. One. Yeah, with the, I used to do it
0: on my cell, on my um, cell phone with just a selfie stick, but it was too shaky. People were like writing in, get, you know, you, you could afford it. Get a selfie stick, damn it. Get a better external mic because they pick up the wind. I did a hike with Michael Keaton and I lost half of it because it was it was like, you know, windy the whole time, you know. So this guy put together. this, rig for me on a carbon um, you know like a carbon what do you call it um, the real light like selfie stick with a GoPro on the end which I've always been afraid of because you can't see the screen you're just estimating where it's pointing and then it was an external mic with a dead cat on it you know a fluffy thing so the wind gets blocked and I had to, I stayed away from that for a while, and I finally learned how to do it, and now that's, I'm all over it. It's mm-hmm. great.
1: Well, I remember you you told me one of the great loves of your life in your late teens was with a GoPro camera, and when it left you, you were
0: I was so sad. Yeah, you could never. <laughs> I, was so
1: I understand. You had to keep it at arm's length. Well, with a name like GoPro, you know it's gonna go. <laughs> I'm doing my Walter Houston dance from Treasure Sierra Madre. There, I like that. Keep it at arm's length. No, you, you was Franken on. Al came on. Al Franken came on,
0: yeah. Did he, did he filibuster, or how was no, he? No, we are talking about SNL mostly, you know? and um,
1: You know, when I heard, I heard an odd rumor somewhere, might have been watching Larry King's great show on Aura TV, I think Al always was a bit of a frustrated he had a Walter Mitty thing to be Weekend Update anchor. He he loves politics. You know, he just he was
0: like the guy who really. I don't know if he wrote for you at all on on Weekend Update.
1: Minimally, I yeah. Was he Herb would, and I. He would yeah, um, plus Al. He he wrote his his own things to come up.
0: Yeah, yeah. He would he would um, give me a few jokes here and there, but you know he was really. Aspired to be the weekend update guy because he loved politics and talking about it But as he told me on my hike uh, Lauren was right not choosing him because he was too too much of a liberal, you know, and he was too one-sided and um, so he never got that, but he went on to, um, you know, write Rush Limbaugh's a big fat idiot and do his talk show, mm-hmm. his radio show. I, so. I
1: can't. Uh, I am always shocked that somebody as bright as Al wants to be in politics. Because I find it another goat fuck. And, and trust me, I've made comments about politics over the course of my career. I've dined out on it a little, but the actual thing of it, boy, I can't imagine something that would interest me less than the sitting <sighs> rooms and. Uh-oh. I
0: can't. It's got to be the most. Boring, boring job and, job and, job and all it is it's a fundraiser job is what it is all, their whole life is just about I raising know. funds Christ. and meeting people can you give me money can you give me money it's like it's like being homeless in Washington yeah you know, with a do, job they do more fundraisers than a PBS COO